0: Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea time Reports. Really appreciate everyone for tuning back into this episode and this podcast, especially for our Tampa Bay Rowdies coverage. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing the Tampa Bay Rowdies match and rematch, if you will, versus the Memphis 901 FC uh, club on, this was Saturday, I think it was, 7.30. It was at Al Lang. We were at home and we lost to Memphis 901 FC for the second time this season. They get the sweep on us. They win the match 4-2. The officiating in this game is some of the worst I've ever seen in this league. Um, It it was just horrid. And I want to talk about this for just a second before I break down the game, some of the scores, and overall player performances. Um, Genuinely, the refs in this league need to be tested at a higher level. I'm trying to speak objectively without getting uh just just outright disrespectful but these refs in particular are a joke uh they need to all be legitimately moved down to USL League Championship League 1 move them down elevate better better ref play um, th- this is this was pathetic um <laughs> i can't believe that we lost this game we we genuinely had we dominated possession 52.4% we uh won all we pretty much won over half of our duels over 56% of them um 63% of all aerial duels were won they had seven interceptions we were just passing sloppily uh really poor form there we had four offside calls uh, and we had six corners won and they only had one corner won um overall it was uh, my god Cal Jennings with a brace, a bright spot on our t- on our pitch, but we did have a defensive breakdown. Um, Rodrigo de Costa had a hat trick on us, and he he went insane. Um, uh, and then obviously to win it was what was his name? Carrega? Excuse me if I butchered that. But in the 67th minute, in between Rodrigo de Costa. Uh, second and third goal, he kind of put it over the top there. And Rodrigo de Costa, just shout out to him, what a performance! Um, they had two yellows on their side, Graham Smith and Aaron Malloy. And and the, this team, these two teams do go at it. It's very intense, pretty pretty aggressive ball being played. Um, but the some of the fucking penalties and overall the calls, the offside calls, were just bullshit. Uh just bullshit blatant bullshit by the refs. Um Lucky Mokosana did get subbed in for an appearance. We did see Dalgard come in, uh so that's good to see him healthy. I hope to see him infused back into the starting lineup um so that we can start getting back into true form, especially come playoff time. Um but Antley, Connor Antley was kind of a you know, a, a bright spot as well, but we just had really poor passing. Deion Harris had a really bad game. Joshua Perez was okay during the game. Josh Perez, excuse me. Uh, Doherty had a decent game. Um, Jan Ekro was okay. But it was mainly all about Cal Jennings and his brace. He had two great goals. This guy is something special. He might be the best striker in USL Championship League at this time. But we just could not capitalize against this team. We couldn't beat them at at third place, and they beat us at ours, so... I mean, you got to give them credit where it's due. They're on the trend upwards, and they have our number. But we really did need to win this game. We passed the ball 385 times. We had 55 long passes compared to their 66. We had 81.6 passing accuracy. They had 79%. We had 64% passing accuracy in opponents' half. They had 63%. We had 13 crossers, and we had a 23% crossing accuracy. They only had three crosses In the game, so that I don't know how we lost this the way we did. They had four goals, obviously. They had twelve shots. We had thirteen. We had six shots on target to their eight, so they were more accurate in a sense. On paper, we had two blocked shots. They had one. Six shots outside on outside of the box as a kind of compared to theirs. They had six as well, so tied up there. We had seven shots inside the box. They had six inside the box. Our shooting accuracy was only forty-six percent compared to their sixty-six. We're just not going to win games with you know that kind of poor execution. Uh, they had 12 tackles. We only had 11. Tackle success rate, 54% for us. They had 91% on their end. We only had 8 clearances compared to their 14. Their discipline, they had 17 fouls conceded compared to our 10. Two yellow cards for each club, no red cards given. Yeah, we should have genuinely won this game, played smarter ball, That's exactly what Nikki Law said as well. And, you know, when you kind of break it down to, I guess, what we really believe in, um, and that's, you know, aggressive possession ball, maintaining a high press and getting it to our number nines, Um, we were not showcasing that to the best of our ability. J.J. Williams with the yellow in the 42nd minute really didn't help either. Um, Charlie Dennis really needed to step up as well in this game but we just weren't able to overcome this opponent which we are better than in my personal opinion. Um, Let me look at the standings here and we can talk about going into this next week but I do got to give Memphis 901 FC props because they did play one hell of a game against us. Uh, I just really want to see more out of our midfield as well as our defense. They really need to step up in these kind of moments. Um, and really be that for sure thing for this team. Uh, I know we've already clinched the playoffs, but I do want to get the highest seeding possible so that we can play at Al Lang, and we can actually get some nice videos and you know maybe some interview coverage brought to you you know on the Tea Time Instagram. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We already have a bunch of rowdy stuff up on there at Tea Time Reports on the IG. If you want to check that stuff out with you know some pictures with JJ Williams. Um, and then Leo Fernandez, so just shout out to the, the Rowdies in general um, Bear with me the USL Championship League standings is kind of Not giving me The information that I need here um, So I'm gonna go ahead and open up the new tab But getting back to what I think the Rowdies really need to do the recipe for success like I said was that high-press aggressive possession ball dominate time of possession you know even if you're passing back it just keep the ball in our players you know possession and we win the game because we have the best roster in the league but when we slip up and try and do too much it, that's where we see ourselves kind of stutter and fumble especially on the defensive side of the ball um, and I think that's a huge part of it but I don't know the the USL Championship League website is just not working right now. It's just loading for me. Let me see if I can just get to the club page here. Let me look at the roster. Yeah, so in our last three, our last five, excuse me, we're three one and one. Um, we're six five and four away. We're ten two and two at home. Sixteen seven and six is our record. But we really needed to come away with this. I would have liked to get to that 20-win mark. But I don't know if it's possible now. um, With only minimal games left in the season. Um, And the Rowdies really do need to... And I'm trying to see the schedule here. I don't know if they play on Wednesday, that primetime game, on a short week. But they might, because there's a couple games they have in hand. So that might be... That might be something to look at here. And let me just see if I can pull up their schedule if this will load. Um, And it's just not. So let me see if I can pull it up on my phone. Bear with me, everyone. I apologize. But uh, another guy that was absent was, like I was talking about, Charlie Dennis, a guy that I'm really high on when it comes to just overall play. I think he's a really good player in this league. A guy that could probably play an MLS with his accuracy. He just doesn't have the that, that kind of true form touch. Um, and, and he was ab- not absent. He played, but he just wasn't uh, involved in this game. Um, and it was just something to kind of keep your eye on for sure. Uh, and I'm actually looking at the schedule now, and we do play on Wednesday night, uh, September 27th. Uh, against Hartford Athletic at 7 p.m. And I believe this is going to be at Hartford Athletic. Yep, they're going to be playing at Trinity Health Stadium. Um, and this is a, one of the lesser clubs in the league, like legitimately bottom-tier club. Uh, we should be able to come away with a win here, especially after taking that L. I would expect Nikki Law to get our guys in in form and ready to come away with points after this match. I think that's what's the that that's what the important thing is. We just need to win these remaining games of the regular season so that we can genuinely place higher because I do want home pitch advantage. I think it's crucial especially in this league because some of the fan bases just don't show up for their teams. So if we were playing in fucking Memphis at AutoZone Park stadium or whatever it's called, not many people are going to show up to that game, and the vibe is just going to be weird. And um, you never want to watch that on TV, nor do you want your guys playing in front of 55 to 100 people. Get a couple thousand in there and have the venue packed out, and that's when the actual home stadium advantage kicks in. And in this league, that is crucial. Um, bear with me while I pull up. Um, Hartford Athletics recent stats and stuff because I do want to get into my predictions regarding um, this Wednesday night primetime matchup for the Rowdies. I think it's a huge game for them. Um, I know, you know, we're all going to sit here and say they're going to win handedly, no problem at all. Hartford sucks. Don't get me wrong, they do. But, uh, you know, we gotta give them the respect. We need to win this game, and we need to have a clean sheet, in my opinion. Um, let me just look up. Let me look up the USL Championship website here. Bear with me. Let me get to clubs. Let me get to Hartford Athletic team stats. Their last five matches, they're 0-5. They're on a losing streak of six games. They're 4-20-4. and They're 2-10-2 at home, 2-10-2 away. Uh, they, they look overall rough. Um, one of the worst teams in the league for sure. We need to watch out for Edwards and Saeed. or Sadie, excuse me. Both guys have seven goals for their club. Uh, Amo has five. Um, Assist-wise, watch out for Rito and Lewis uh, shots. Amo has 43 on the season. So, you know, they do have, you know, offensive capability. Let's see what their team stats actually are, though. 29 games played, 4-1, 4 drawn, 21 lost, excuse me. 13% 13% of their games won. They're in ranked 12th in the East. 67 goals conceded. 2.3 per game. 3 clean sheets. 7 penalties conceded. 64% successful tackle rate. 48% successful dual win rate. 45% aerial dual win rate. Distribution-wise, nearly 80% successful pass rate. 1150 Excuse me, eleven thousand five hundred ninety passes. Nine hundred. I mean, excuse me, nine thousand two hundred thirty-six successful passes. Three hundred ninety-nine point seven passes per game. Forty-five point eight successful long pass rate. Um, Three hundred sixteen total open play crossers. Fifty-four successful crossers on the season. Forty-eight percent average possession. Um, on the attacking side of things. 225 total shots, excluding blocked shots, shots on target on the season, 102, 35 goals scored, that is terrible, oh my god, they're terrible in offense, 15.6 conversion rate, 74.6 minutes per goal, that is terrible, 12 left foot goals, 17 right foot goals, 5 headed goals, 1 other goal, 14 penalties scored, 28 goals inside the box, 7 goals outside the box, 0 direct free kick goals. Um, Discipline-wise, they have 86 yellow cards and 3 red cards on the season, 332 fouls won, 373 fouls conceded. So it looks like, genuinely, when you break that down, not the best coached team offensively. They're very lackluster. I don't think they pose a threat against Forrest Lasso and Freddie Kleeman. I think we can lock these guys down realistically. Um, and then on the other spectrum of it, it looks like their defense has just let up so much, not only time of possession, but they don't really win those successful like duels, one-on-one duels, and their aerial duel win rate is something to keep an eye on, especially with Forrest Lasso. On the pitch, that's a guy that's going to win everything that's in the air at that point. Um, and honestly, they do have the youth; they have younger players. But this is a team that's in the rebuilding stages, or just straight up just shit. But I really do believe that the Rowdies can come on here on Wednesday, and um, you know, in a prime time game, I think they can win two nil. And I think the people that will score. JJ is going to get a goal, and then Ariel Martinez is going to get another goal against his former club. We already beat Hartford this year, and uh, I think that uh, Jake Arman is going to get an assist as well as Cal Jennings. Um, Maybe Charlie Dennis gets a goal, so maybe it's 3 0. But I don't believe Hartford has any legitimate offensive capability. I think they're going to come out and try and slow us down with possession ball but I don't think it's going to work the entire match. It's going to take two, three plays for us to kind of set something up, and J.J. or Cal is going to get something in there. We see the connection with our goalkeeper, Connor Sparrow, and Cal Jennings. Connor Sparrow literally got an assist, our goalie, who might be goalkeeper of the year. He's a dog. Um, And I just think we're overall just a way better and full sound club, better offense, better midfield. Really want to see Charlie Dennis, Delgard. Hilton, those guys show up in the midfield this week. Um, Maybe rest Cal, honestly. Maybe just start JJ and uh, LaCava. And then have Charlie Dennis kind of be that other offensive piece. And then give Connor Antley his goes at it too, man. He can make a run and set something up and keep the defense on their toes. And he's a a guy I enjoy watching thoroughly. And I think he brings another element out of the back that uh, not many guys in this league do. He does have that speed and the touch, and we talk about Connor Antley all the time. I think he's a really good player, and shout out to uh, Doherty, who I think he had his 100th uh, start with the club. So just really awesome to see that as well. Some continuity and chemistry, and we do have a full-sound you know roster in my opinion. We just need more depth. Um, I would like to see more out of uh, you know obviously JJ in the final stretch here, so we, like he can get into a rhythm before playoff time. But we'll have to see. And hopefully, you know, in the in the final stretch here, we can win um, the remaining games. And obviously, you want to win every game. But realistically, if we have to take a draw, I would, I would be okay with that over a loss, obviously. I just don't want us to lose any more games, give up any more points. Because losing to Memphis, a team that's low-key been on the rise the past, since they beat us on that Wednesday night matchup a couple weeks back, they've been on a rise since then. That's a team we're probably going to have to play in the playoffs if they uh, continue to go on this streak. But we're already clinched up. Same with Pittsburgh. So the East is kind of solidified in the top two sense. But, you know, we have to also keep an eye on the West with Sacramento and uh, some of those guys over there. But mainly the threats are in the East. Birmingham, fucking uh, obviously Memphis and Pittsburgh. Those guys, are those teams and clubs, those are no slouches. Those are teams we're going to have to watch out for. and. Make sure our defense is on point. Make sure Freddie Kleeman and Forrest Lasso are, you know, well-rested and ready to go. And, uh, you know, it just comes down to these one-and-done moments where I think we genuinely do have the offensive capability and, you know, overall firepower to go head-to-head with anyone in the league. It just comes down to are we going to have the proper managing slash coaching in the correct time in those clutch moments. Are we going to go down 1-0 against Birmingham in the playoffs? Can we respond, or are they going to hold us out with possession ball? I don't know. You know, It's one of those things where we need Nicky Law to step it up, not take these low-key little regression steps with this loss here. Step it up, show what you can do in the remaining games of the season as the manager, win this job for sure, get these guys ready to go into the playoffs, get in and that defense solidified, you know, get them back to that lockdown stage they were in. And I think we'll be okay. But it's just one of those things where I really think that Cal Jennings and J.J. Williams will be the focal point going into the playoffs. We need our offense to just be explosive, ready to compete and go toe-to-toe with any defense and go toe-to-toe, in a sense, with any scoring offense. Um, Because if we have to win a game in the playoffs like 3-2, then we got to do it. But we have to have that that fire under us. we have to have that fast flying offense that is willing to take chances, willing to create those set piece chances as well, and just have overall good assisting by Jake Otterman by Josh Perez by these other guys that really need to step up with their passing with their successful you know long passes. Don't take too much risk in the center you know in the center of the pitch let's 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 press everything up, get Forrest lasso and Freddie Kleeman to navigate things in the back and create the plays from side to side, and then you can create that space in the opening, in the middle of the pitch, in front of the goalkeeper. That's where Cal Jennings and most of our guys will thrive. But, I mean, you get Doherty, you get Antley in there to send in those crossers, get JJ's headers in. Let's start doing that again. Let's get back into that, you know, that winning mentality, that winning formula that was working for us in that win streak with Neil Collins. We just need to find that again with Nicky Law And I think we can. We have the players. We have the talent. Nicky Law is a very smart individual. I think he's fully capable of managing this club all the way to the promised land. And I think we can hopefully see that starting this Wednesday night in this genuine warm-up game against Hartford Athletic. And I genuinely... We we should dominate them in all phases of the game. And I hope that we can showcase that. But to all the Rowdies fans out there, shout-out to you. Um, And, you know, keep cheering for the Rowdies. Forza Rowdies. Um, and uh, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of our Tampa Bay Rowdies match recap. And uh, we really hope the Rowdies obviously pull through this Wednesday. We'll be, uh, you know, this will be another week full of full full of Rowdies content. You know, you know when you have the three games within that 10 game mark, it really, you know, it, you have to pump these episodes out. You know what I'm saying? You got to get that covered. You got to get that content out. You got to cover the team. Make sure we're not missing anything. It's crucial, you know. So make sure you're staying tuned in for the next Rowdies episode, probably on Thursday or Friday, and then obviously their next game on this upcoming Saturday, uh, we'll have that episode up probably Sunday night or Monday morning. So make sure you stay tuned in and follow the show on whatever platform you're listening to this episode on, and make sure you do follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, TikTok, Threads uh X slash Twitter at Tea Time Reports and make sure you're subbed into our YouTube channel at Tea Time Reports. We have a, a nice little interview coming out the first week of October. Shout out to all the boys and all the team members a part of the podcast for putting in the work and doing what they gotta do. You know what I'm saying? But uh obviously Forza Rowdies again. You know, shout out to all the boys, shout out to the Rowdies, shout out to Forrest Lasso. You know, let's rebound from this loss and come away with a win this Wednesday against Hartford Athletic. Take care everyone. This is Trevor. And this is Tea Time Reports. Peace.